0: This is Ashley Kelsch, and you're listening to Life Coaching for Modern Renegades, episode number 32. Welcome to Modern Renegades podcast. This is a life coaching podcast for the person who wants to learn how to lose themselves in the moment, not life circumstances. Each week, we will explore mental and spiritual practices that will inspire you to ask, seek, and heal. They are for the modern renegade. They are are for you. Renegades, how are you today? Okay, Kanye West, shut the fuck up. I mean, if you're going to run for president, can you just be serious about it? Because we, the people, cannot right now. Honestly, you guys, like Kim Kardashian, I could actually take that seriously, without a doubt. I think she's brilliant. She knows how to manage money. She hasn't sexually harassed anyone or lied about sex. She's Fucking in college right now. Like, I believe Harvard studying social justice to become a lawyer. And you know what they say? Bitches get shit done. I am here right now officially nominating Kim Kardashian. Come on, girl. Get after it. Get after it. And some of you are like, "Mm, what? But that's okay. That's actually the sketchy part about me recording these things is that I say these things. I put it out there forever. You hear it. People later might be like, that bitch is crazy, too. And then no one wants to listen. But for every five that don't, there's one real believer out there. So that person will tune in eventually. And going back to this Kim situation, who is not running for president, who I want to now because... I certainly don't want her husband running. Not that I don't think he's qualified. I just don't think he's necessarily going about it in a way that I want to be serious about it. I don't feel like he's taking it serious. as a process. But people are all up about Kim not being a business person. I mean, I just feel like she's always the first to get bashed about doing anything. And like, for example, she put her kids on a plane to go be with her husband so she could have a break. And everybody was so upset, like, Oh my God, Kim, are you kidding? Can't you even parent? Are you fucking kidding me with that? I don't know how many kids they have, but she's running shit over there. Like I don't have a 16th. I mean, I'm like a little grain of sand of activity and I am overwhelmed by two kids in a podcast. Like my kids are taking turns wrecking cars right now. It's funny because I'm talking about it in my little recording session, but it is It's scary, obviously, when your kid calls you and they've been in a car accident. But it's also not funny because I'm like, that's interesting. We have now spent the same amount on repairs that we did the car. And you're forcing me to make responsible adult decisions like we draw the line here. Like now you're just going to drive your car into shit and you're going to live with that. And then maybe maybe you'll want a different one and you'll pay for that. So anyway, I get overwhelmed. Kim's not overwhelmed. She's not showing the world that she's overwhelmed. I really think she could be running this shit. And I don't know why everyone wants to shame her. I was talking about this the other night. Like, there's this other actress that uses the Kardashians on her specific platform as a way to speak out about, like, body shaming and dieting and healthy, blah, blah, blah. And she's blatantly shaming the Kardashians. And it makes no sense to me. Like, I don't get why other women are so cruel to other women. I also don't understand why people want to say that the reason Kim Kardashian or the Kardashians are famous is because of a sex tape. A sex tape doesn't make you worth a billion dollars. It doesn't. There's no way. Because if that was the case, we would all. Well, I don't have a sex tape. I have like some maybe some like little snippets of such things. But I don't. if I knew that all I had to do was make a sex tape and I could become like, I don't know, worth five million, I might do that. But it's not like that it's not that easy. You have to be pretty savvy. And I'm telling you, she's a marketing genius. She's a powerhouse. <sighs> anyway, Kanye, just sit there and look pretty. Okay, Kim, Kim, go shake it up. Make shit happen. Now that I've said all of that, today I would like to talk to you about anxiety. I feel like the volume in my head is so loud that like, I cannot hear myself thinking. <laughs> And I was in my car with my son, Nick, and I asked him to turn down the music so I could focus on my on the directions. Like, I think I was looking for an open car spot at Whole Foods or something. And he called me out and he's like, that's such an old person move. And I was like, bruh, what the fuck? I'm 40. I'm not old. But, you know, when someone says something like that, of course, it questioned. I was like, why is it that when I am driving and I'm getting closer to my destination or looking for an, like an address I do lower the volume down in my car. And it was true. I was that person thinking and saying like turn it down I can't see where I'm going. Like my vision would be more clear if it wasn't so loud. And I've noticed Faith will be having a conversation just the usual. No, don't you remember mom you said I could do this last week when I asked? And I was like does last week even mean anything anymore? Like time means nothing. This year has been the longest day of my life. It's like all bleeding together. And it takes some serious investigative archaeological style work for me to dig into our, I'll admit, like I said, very simple life to deconstruct when I said what she's saying I said she could do. I'm like, wait, no, I wouldn't have said that. And she says, but you did on Thursday before I went to work. And then I'm like, Thursday, did I have the dogs that day? Yeah, no, that's not possible because before you went to work, I would have been on a walk with them logging my 9,546 step of the day on our loop that we do at that time, which means we wouldn't have been here together before you went to work. Here, let me fact check my Strava to confirm. It's really like that. Like my brain cannot function the way it used to. Making plans, staying motivated, remembering conversations, manufacturing positivity, (laughs) there's just too much noise. I need someone to turn down the volume on my brain so I can hear myself think, so I can know what I'm doing, so I can remember a conversation. And then I was thinking, what the hell is going on in my mind? I've noticed at night my thoughts playing like a background song that I can't stand. It's like ruminating nation. A conversation will happen, and I'll obsess about it for days. What I said should have said. What did they mean? My kids will make plans, and I'll imagine these worst-case scenarios when they walk out the door. My phone rings, and I'm convinced it's bad news. Something's happened to somebody. When people started going back to work and things were opening up again, I felt this rush of urgency to get it together, to keep up with everyone. The smallest of problems feel like a threat to my safety. Everything feels like a threat. And there it was. Hello, darkness, my old friend. My sweet anxiety, how have you been? I'm anxious. All that noise in the background of my mind is my nervous system telling me that things aren't okay. Ironically, I've been talking about having anxiety this year pre-pandemic, but the thought was it's hormonal, maybe it's drinking, and I've been trying all these different things to fix it, and it's not going away. So I've come to a place I've accepted I live with it. And in order to live with anxiety, I feel the need to understand it and proactively work with it. Do y'all know it turns out 230 million people are diagnosed with anxiety? That's a large percentage. There's I don't know how many more are actually undiagnosed. So we don't really know, but that's a lot of people. So what is anxiety? Anxiety is your brain's alarm system keeping you safe. It goes off to keep you safe. On one hand, you want this right? You want your anxiety. It's leaking inside information to you. And I'm not just talking about like the thoughts, but like actual chemicals, renegades. That's right. The sensation you feel in your body, that discomfort, is your brain releasing hormones to get you ready to take flight, fight, or freeze. Anxiety is letting your body know that danger is lurking. I used to teach my clients that anxiety was, and it is, it's very necessary, it's how humans have stayed alive and evolved. Think back to cave days. It's what kept you safe from that snaggle-toothed tigger looking to snack on you like the likes of your limbs. Oof! In modern day, our brains are still designed to react this way, to look for trouble, even though our lives aren't in cave day danger. It's the response to our everyday problems around money and dating, parenting, your job, public speaking. Not actually life-threatening, but your brain freaks out. Then we entered a pandemic. Now our brains have an insane amount of information coming at it every day, proving that leaving the cave actually could be dangerous, right? There is concern around the instability of our economy. There's fear as we witness civil unrest and violence. Collectively, we're experiencing a health risk. And then you add to that your usual everyday personal problems that you had and continue to have. It's much like interest in the bank. Your thoughts about all the things going on compound your feelings, creating more anxiety. We are having a lot of stressful thoughts, and if we don't examine our minds, we are subconsciously operating from them. Most of our brains are undergoing some form of anxiety and trauma right now. We're experiencing uncertainty in a way that we never knew possible, and anxiety thrives on vagueness. This is a very real human experience. The good news is that we can tame our brain. We can actively relax our nervous system. We can manage it. All we have to do is get access to our prefrontal cortex, the part of our brain that has developed and evolved since cave days, the problem-solving part of our brain, our modern brain. When you access your prefrontal cortex, you leave your primitive brain, better known as survival mode, And you gain access to your modern brain. But to get there, it requires effort. It requires your attention, mindfulness. This takes energy. Oh, and then there's this. If you're in a panic or experiencing anxiety, you can't actually get to it. Your modern brain is kind of like an upper VIP. Nope. Sorry, you don't get access while you're in a panic. You need to take a deep breath, process your anxiety, and then we'll let you in. So, Here are a few steps for you when you are in anxiety. Here's what you can do. Step one, sensations without stories. Narrate what is happening in your body without attaching a thought to it. No judgment. Complete curiosity. What is happening physically? What is the sensation going through your body? Are you short of breath? Do you feel shaky? Does it have a shape, a color? How does it move? Can you just watch it, like a movie? The sensation, is it moving in a certain direction? Can you reverse the direction it's moving? Now label it. This is my body feeling anxiety. This is me feeling anxious. Remind yourself, my brain thinks I'm in danger. My brain is trying to keep me safe. Allow it to process through your system. Now, that part where I asked you, can you reverse the direction it's moving? This is called spinning feelings. Richard Bandler found that feelings usually spin in a certain direction, and that reversing the spin can be powerful in decreasing your anxiety. I know from experience, anxiety can feel like you might actually be dying. Keep talking yourself through the sensations until it runs its course. Do your best to not think of any additional thoughts. That's when the experience compounds on itself. This process will give you authority over what is happening. You want to learn to accept anxiety rather than reject it. Once you've processed the initial reaction, you can bound and ground. So step two, breathe. I've been reading The Wisdom of Anxiety, and she recommends a Buddhist breathing practice called Tonglin that Pima Chodron teaches. Let's just call her Pima. She says that when you do Tonglen on the spot, just simply breathe in and breathe out, taking in pain and sending out spaciousness and relief. This trains our minds to actively welcome pain rather than trying to reject it. Next, breathe into the pain that everyone else is experiencing on the planet. Fear, grief, sadness, heartbreak, and breathe out love and connection. She says if you think you're the only one having a hard time with life, think again. In some strange and beautiful way, we're all in this together. And when you can connect to the invisible web of heart strands that connects us in pain and beauty, something opens up inside and anxiety quiets down. Personally, Oh, oh, I love that, Renegades. I truly find comfort in knowing that I'm not alone in this experience right now, nor was I before. I mean, so often we feel isolated and alone of our struggles. I've been talking about this since I started my podcast, and it resonates when you hear someone else's story that they've been through something, and that resonates like it it just brings you relief. When my mind slips into victim mode, I'm quickly reminded that we are all facing this collectively and that together we will move through it. So step three, full stop. Drop an anchor where you are. Ask yourself, what am I sitting on? What's supporting my body? Can I feel my weight ground into the chair or in my bed? Can I feel my weight ground deeper to the belly button of the earth? I like to imagine an anchor dropping from my body into the center of the earth. And then I take in the surroundings of the room I'm in. I look for something on a wall. I listen for a sound, I feel my hands, and I center. Step four, we want to become aware of our thinking. Journaling, or as I refer to it, your daily brain drain, not only materializes the thoughts, but it shifts you from primitive thinking to modern. You get all your thoughts out of your brain and on paper, allowing you to see them objectively. Look at each thought and ask yourself, is that a fact? Would the whole world agree? Can you prove it in a court of law? Or is it a thought? If it's a thought, decide on purpose. Do I want to believe this thought? When I think this thought, how does it make me feel? How is it serving me to think this thought? Could I believe the opposite? This process allows you to clean up your thinking. It's like organizing your drawers. You take it all out you decide what you're using, what you need, what you're not willing to give up. And the choice is yours, what you put back in. You do not have to keep thinking the thoughts, and you can choose to delete them. All right, so here are some simple mindfulness practices and tools you can practice daily as part of your self-care routine to help you manage and get to know your anxiety. Meditate on feeling grounded. Make a list of things and thoughts and feelings that create a grounding feeling in your world. Ask yourself, when in life did I feel grounded? What was happening to me? What activity was I engaged in? Who was I with? Now answer the same questions, but swap out grounded for anxious. When did I last feel anxious? Who was I with? What were we doing? What's great about this practice is you can learn how you cope with your anxiety, how you respond. Like, how did I react? When? Did I reach for a drink? For food? Did I try to avoid it? Was it like holding a ball underwater? (laughs) Practice visualizing. You can use your imagination to create anxiety and problems and worry, or you can use it to create possibilities, dreams, fantasies. Breathing exercises, a simple sigh breath in through your nose and out through your mouth signals to your brain, relax. Choose mantras and affirmations that bring you peace and comfort. Repeat those 10 times a day. That will help rewire that brain of yours. Remember, shift happens. Be present as often as possible. When you're in the shower, feel the water. When you're eating, taste your food. When you're talking, listen to the words you're saying. Lastly, renegades. I don't think this is a time in our lives where we're supposed to feel great. I think this is very normal that we're uncomfortable and nothing is wrong with you. I personally am not going to spend my brain energy trying to fake happiness. And I sometimes struggle with that. I don't wanna dismiss what we're all going through. It's very real, that's all I can say to that. And the way that your brain is responding is the way that your brain responds. So I have found that the more I allow the feelings of suck, the easier I'm able to move through this world. It's authentic to what I'm experiencing. I was reading Michael Beck last week on Instagram and he spoke to me and gave me the word and the wisdom that I needed, the language that I needed to feel better about not feeling great. And he gave me the mindset that I personally am honing in on. This is exactly where I'm at. It's not manufactured. This is real for me. The word is optimism. He said, would it surprise you to learn that optimism is not a synonym for positivity, nor an opposite of negativity. Optimism transcends both. The etymology of optimism is from the Latin optimum meaning that the present moment is an optimum state. Being optimistic ultimately means that an individual expects the best possible outcome from any situation. Such a person's mindset and heart set responds to whatever arises in the moment, uplifting or challenging, knowing that within it is a grace, an opportunity for their soul's evolutionary progress. That is where I want to be, always for sure, but Right now, as I swim through the river of suck and navigate my anxiety, I choose to remain optimistic. I choose to think thoughts deliberately that are optimistic. What about you? Renegades, thank you for tuning in this week. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Head on over to Apple Podcasts and show it with a five-star rating and review. You can also head on over to my website, ashleymkelsch.com to sign up for my newsletter leave your questions or comments and just connect with me directly I look forward to hearing from you